part four of a series that I've been doing on seeking the will of God. And as you know, the first one I told you how that everyone has a purpose. Then I told you that a lot of times when you begin to let people know that they have a purpose or they've missed purpose or they've just been floating downstream like a dead fish, which is very easy, or just acting like water. You know, water, whatever you put it in, will find the lowest level it can get to. And that's how a lot of our lives have been. If you want to find the purpose of God, you got to swim upstream. You got to go against the tide, not with the tide. But you got to go against the tide so you can make sure you're pursuing the will of God because it doesn't just happen. And you will never fulfill the will of God by accident. You fulfill the will of God on purpose. So I talked about how everyone has a purpose and everyone has an assignment. And then the second thing that I let you know is whenever you begin to encourage people to pursue that purpose and go after the purpose of God and the plan of God for your life, that many of us, a lot of times, get discouraged because we say, oh, Lord, I've made a lot of dumb decisions. What about this man I'm with? What about this husband I'm with, this woman I'm with, what about the job I'm at, should I just leave or is it too late? So on the second series, I let you know that you still have time, that even though Saul missed God, that God's plan B is better than the devil's plan A and yours too. That God can always take what was meant for evil and turn it for your good and make it work for his glory. That encourages me. Because the enemy, a lot of time, will make you think it's too late. I don't care if you're 60, 70, 80 years old. You know, Moses, I believe, was 80 years old when he got to the burning bush. That is never too late to fulfill the purpose and plan of God for your life. If you made some bad decision, if you've done some things that you shouldn't have done, you can always get it right. So that's what part two is about. And then I said, well, what is the will of God for your life? The will of God for your life is not to be a preacher. It's not to be a singer not to be a dancer, not to be a computer specialist, a chef, that the will of God for your life is that you become a living sacrifice, that God is in love with you, not what you can do for him, not how much you can dance, not how much you can shout, not how many people you can get saved, not, you know, that God is after you. I believe it's Revelation 4 and 11, that you were created for his pleasure, that it is you that he's after. And I think that is very vital to learn because if you don't learn that, you will find yourself working and working and working and working, thinking that your works is what makes God happy with you, that it's about what you do for God. But really, my working is a response to what Christ has already done for me at Calvary. So I want to say that to you, which is very profound and very powerful, that God is after you and that he wants you to present your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. But then I said what's very important, what means the most, is that if you're going to present your body a living sacrifice, and if you're going to say, Lord, I'm available, whatever you want to do for my life, whatever you call me to do, I'm open. Do whatever you want to do. You got to change the way you think. And that's what this one is, part four. You got to change the way you think because... 
I showed you in Romans chapter 12 that you have to present your body a living sacrifice and your prayers to be, Lord, make me usable. And that it is not just for the preacher, but it's for every believer. It's our reasonable service. You must add to being a sacrifice, changing the way you think. Because if your belief is being a living sacrifice only, and you don't renew your mind, which is what it says after that, it'll destroy you. And you will accept anything and think that you have to take it because it's the will of God. And everything is not the will of God. Everything isn't God. You know, you, you got to get an understanding. You got to get truth. Because if you don't get truth, with that, you'll accept anything. And I see so many believers that don't fight against the enemy, that don't fight cancer, don't fight disease, and don't fight the enemy coming after their children because their whole attitude is, it's God's will, and if God wanted more, or if God wanted this, or if God wanted that, you know, I would be in a completely different place. But I want to let you know that you don't have to accept sickness, that sickness is not God's best, that poverty is not God's best for your life, and it is not what he planned for your life. He said in Jeremiah 29, 11, that my thoughts towards you are good, not evil, and it's to give you an expected end. He wrote a letter to Gaius in 3 John 2 and said, Beloved, I would above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And I believe it's Psalm 35, around verse 27, it said that God has pleasure and the prosperity of his servants. And if you don't get a revelation of what you're supposed to take and what you're not supposed to take, Satan will take advantage of you if you don't have a revelation of the truth. So the first thing he said was don't be conformed to this world. He's telling you that life is going to melt you if you allow it. Life will melt you to determine the mold you fit into. It's just like if you get a hot ball of wax and put it inside of a figure, you know, it will melt and melt and melt from the fire of life. It will melt and go to whatever field mold you put it into. But God says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't let life melt you, but you be transformed. That word transform come from the word in the Greek metamorphosis, which means that if you want to change from being earthbound to beautiful, you know, whenever you see that word metamorphosis, always think of a caterpillar inside of a cocoon. That caterpillar is earthbound until it is transformed, metamorphosis. And when it comes out of the cocoon, it becomes a butterfly. God said, if you want to go from being earthbound to beautiful, you got to change the way you think. And change isn't brought about by prayer. You know, a lot of you think that the way I'm going to change is I can just pray, Lord, change me, Lord, change me. Lord. No, but he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, this is very powerful. Let, let's go to, I believe it's 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 says that we are being born again, not of an corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth 
forever. That means that we are born by an incorruptible seed. And the Bible declares that that seed that we're born by is the word of God. Even when you look at Mark, the fourth chapter, round about verse 14, it says, the sower soweth the word. Remember it talked about the seed and the seed going into ground. Mark 4.14 said that that seed is the word of God. That means that everything is controlled by seed. Everything is controlled by a seed. And you want to know why haven't your mind been renewed? The question I want to ask you is what seed have you used? What have you been sowing into your mind in order for your mind to change? You are transformed by the renewing of your mind. But most of us spend more time in the world instead of in the word of God. You know, you have to esteem the word of God more than your necessary food. You have to love this word. You can look at these terrorist attacks and you can be afraid to fly on a plane. You can be afraid to go places all because of fear. And it's because of what you're watching on TV is because of what you're seeing on the news. You know, some of you are single. Some of you are single women and you're saying, I don't go out at night. Look at what's going on. But that's because you are influenced by what you're looking at. You can make a decision that I am not going to be influenced by what I watch on TV, that my mind is going to be renewed by the word of God. And Psalm 27 declares that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He's the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That this is all according to the seeds that you sow. Second Timothy 1 and 7, that God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but of love power and a sound mind. David had such a confidence. He said, though the earth be cast into the sea, I will not fear. Though the earth be removed, I'm not afraid. And the reason some of you are looking at the news and you're wondering why you're so Despondent, and you're so sick and why you're so concerned about what's going to happen is because you have allowed yourself to be poured into the mold of this world. You have conformed yourself into the mold of this world. You become conformed to this world. You let the world tell you about sickness. You let the world tell you about disease and infirmity. It is the word of God that declares that you were healed 2,000 years ago, but you don't believe it. You take every medicine, every ibuprofen, every Tylenol, every Advil, every Excedrin, every Claritin. Come on. You take all of these medicines because you've allowed the world system to tell you that you are sick. And all of this is happening because you refuse to change the way you think. And the way you change the way you think is by getting in the word of God. You got to meditate on this word. And once you meditate on the word, the faith of God will be stirred. And most of you, you don't believe the word. And I know you don't believe the word because I don't see the fruit of the word in your life. Most of you, if you got arrested for being a Christian, they would immediately let you go because you don't have enough evidence to be convicted. You act like the world. 
You're sick like the world. You're broke like the world. You're defeated like the world. You don't have no joy. You're despondent. You're depressed. And it's because you don't get in the word of God. We act like the world because our thinking hasn't changed. We're fearful like the world. We're sick. TV, media, social media, Facebook, Twitter, all of these things is destroying us. And we are so moved by what the media says when it comes to storms, when it comes to hurricanes. I just remember the other day I was looking on Facebook and some man who was a meteorologist was doing all this shaking. You need to get out of here. The wind is blowing. If you don't get out of here, you're going to be destroyed. And it showed two people just walking right these are things that the media do because they know that by nature we are people who are controlled by fear we are moved by fear and that should not be the testimony of the belief of the child of God we are not moved by fear the word of God declares hallelujah uh, 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 fret not thyself because of evil doers neither be thy envious against the evil workers of iniquity for they shall soon be cut down God told us according to his word that he would supply every need that we have in our life but we don't believe that we come to church we go through through the motions, we shout, we dance, and we do not meditate on the word. Joshua 1 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you got to meditate on it day and night. So as much as you may be committed to the Lord, and no matter how faithful you want to be and how much you want to be a living sacrifice, you have to balance your commitment with the word of God. Because if you don't balance it with the word of God, you can be taken advantage of and you can be controlled. Because I'm just whatever the will of God is, you'll take sickness. Cancer hit your body. Well, if God didn't want me to have cancer, I wouldn't have cancer. And you'll just accept it. But I'm telling you that according to the word of God over there in Matthew 8, Matthew the 8th chapter, it said he bore sickness in his body for you. And if God took cancer and if God took arthritis and if Jesus took all of those things for my healing, I don't want it. Second Corinthians 8 verse 9 declares that he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich. Well, if God became poor for me, I don't have to accept poverty. That's not the blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 10 that maketh the rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord, NIV said, brings wealth without any painful toil with it. But some of you are accepting every sickness and every infirmity and you accept every disease and you accept whatever the devil throws at you. And the reason you accept these things is because your mind has not been renewed and you don't know what is rightfully yours. You're a Christian and you don't read your Bible. You're a Christian and you don't study the word. The Bible, we used to call it the B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. This is your handbook. This is your map. This is your journey. This is how you know where you're going. How are you going to know if you don't get in the word of God? Job said, I esteem the word of God more than my necessary Food, that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. You must love the word of God. 
I'm not against the doctors. Some of you, that's where your faith is. But I'm telling you that whatever the doctors say, you trust it. The doctor tell you, try this medicine. You'll try it. They'll say, next next month, okay, try this medicine. You'll try it. They're giving you all of these things and all of these things to try. You never question them. But why don't you just try the word? Why don't you go from scripture to scripture and try the word and believe the word? Hallelujah. And take God at his word. You will try, you will try this ibuprofen and you'll try this medicine and you'll try Dayquil and you'll try Nyquil. But why won't you try the word of God? And I'm not saying what I'm saying to condemn you, to make you feel bad, but I'm trying to tell you that God's best for your life is that you would walk this word out, walk the healing power of God in your life, but most of you will never see a manifestation of it because you won't try the word and you won't take God at his word and you won't take him exactly at what he says. Your tongue, according to the book of James chapter 3, bridles your whole body. Why am I telling you that? Take authority over your body. Stop begging God when you haven't taken it. God, would you just heal me? Lord, would you just take this sickness out of me? I'm tired of being sick. Are you? Well, take your tongue, according to James 3, that bridles and controls your whole body. Take authority over your body and command your joints to work. Command your eyes to see 2020. Glory to God. I just had a dear lady at the church, at my St. Mary's church. Eyes were bad, but believed God and went into the doctor. And they said, you have 2020 vision. Now that's God. Are you hearing me today? The power of God is real. It is real. But most of us will not take God at his word. We will not take authority over our bodies. We love to repeat the negative, but we refuse to repeat what God has said because we don't take God at his word. And I don't know about you. I want everything that God has for me. Take authority over your body. Until you know the truth, you're going to be destroyed. John 17, 17, say thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. John 8, 32 says, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Get this. The only truth that makes you free is the truth that you know. Some of you are bound because you don't know you're free. You're sick because you don't know you're healed. You're broke because you don't know you're prosperous. And that's why you are a Christian and you've never read the whole Bible. What are you doing? What are you reading? What are you spending time on? You're all over social media. You're all over Facebook. You're all over Twitter. You're all over all these things and you don't study the word of God. But when you begin to esteem that word of God and know what is rightfully your, you can change the way you think. You get so full of that word that it, people, it's hard for you to think of a thing other than the word. That the minute something comes, your mind immediately goes to the word of God. And you're not trying to be a show off. You're not trying to be funny. You're not trying to be arrogant. You just believe the word. I don't know about you, but I believe this word. Glory to God. I believe, according to Proverbs 4, that it is life to them that find it and health 
to all their flesh. If there be any sick among you, it didn't say call 911. It didn't say call. It said call for the elders of the church. The prayer faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if there be any sins, his sins will be forgiven him. The point I'm making to you today is don't accept anything all in the face of being religious of I'm a living sacrifice. Whatever God wants me to go through, I'll go through. The devil is a liar. God wants the best for you. And I want you to balance it out with the word of God because if you don't, you will be easily destroyed and you must change your thinking. Amen. That's powerful. There's a whole lot more to that. I mean, I go deeper and deeper and deeper, but you know, my time is about up. So I want to tell you this, change the way you think, go to the website, go to the ministry, call in, get these tapes. These things are changing my life and I know they'll change your life. You know, some of you, you will not invest into your spiritual walk. You will invest in the every. You'll get your hair done. You'll get your face beat. You'll buy clothes, but you won't buy products. What does your library look like? What does your spiritual library look like? How many CDs and tapes and videos do you have where you feed yourself with the Word of God? Our priorities are messed up because we conform to this world and we fit into the mold of this world. But you ought to make it in your mind that 2019 is going to be a year that those things change for you. You know, there's no set price on it. Call in. Say that you want this. It will change your life and it will bless you. You need to get this message in its entirety. I love you so much. More grace. Until next time, change the way you think. Thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and visit briancarn.com for more information and to sow a seed into the ministry. To receive this message in its entirety, call 1-855-984-2276 or 1-833-522-5433. More grace, we're excited about your future.